Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Schulte. It is this episode is being recorded very late on my, uh, Sunday, May twenty second, two thousand twenty two. And uh, we've got quite a bit to get into. Uh, we've got some injuries to discuss. Um, we've got a... I have a bit of a retraction to make and still some congratulations to offer. It's going to be um, an interesting podcast. So let's get into it. First things first. Um, I do wish to... I, I jumped the gun. I thought Alex Fajardo's first career Major League win was last Monday against Tampa. The Tigers did win that game 3-2, to two, but because Tampa had come back and tied it, and then Detroit took the lead in the uh, in the ninth. Um, the, uh, the pitcher of record was not Alex Fajardo, so I, I was mistaken in that. He did go long enough to have qualified for the win had the Tigers held on to the lead all the way through, but they did not, so... From that standpoint, I I, I, I goofed, um, and so on and so on and so on. Now, all that being said, I do want to congratulate Alex Fido on his first win as a Detroit Tiger against the Cleveland Guardians. And this win is a little more sweet, in my opinion, because it came in the division. It came against a team that has had the Tigers number Let's face it, since um, about 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. And um, it was a win that the Tigers really needed. The Tigers right now are in a situation where you, you, you almost want to... How do I explain it? You almost want to... You, you basically sit there and you think that that you you as a fan I'm looking for the the other shoe to drop and usually when the other shoe drops it's a steel-toed boot so with every game now when the Tigers do something well I'm like well okay what are they gonna do to screw this up how are they going to how are they going to blow this lead? How are they going to run themselves? You know, how are they going to going to going to mess up the inning that they're that they're trying to put together to for the offense to 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 come in and and, and score some runs? What's going to happen? It's almost as if you're looking for the negatives. And so I'm not going to talk about Tampa. I'm not going to talk about Isak Paredes taking Tigers pitching deep twice on Wednesday when he, in one game, when he homered twice in 195 at bats with the Tigers. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to mention it obviously because I just did, but I'm not going to go into too many details about that because, to me, the big deal was the way the Tigers performed today. And the fact that it was a division win. Now, they finished 2-3 and three in the road trip. Now, that's kind of weird, but that's only because yesterday's game was rained out. And that'll be made up on July 14th. But 
for me, what happened in today's game, I won't say it signifies a turning point, but it does signify that things can be better for this team. It shows what this team can be and where they can go. So the Tigers took the took the took the field today against Shane Bieber and he was his usual self. But the difference in the Tigers today versus the Tigers on Friday. And I can say this because I listened to both games. Friday being a 6 to 1 loss for the Tigers, today being a 4 to 2 win. The difference between the Tigers today and the Tigers on Friday was they did just enough in the first inning to get on to get the lead and then when Cleveland tied it they had an answer the very next inning. So Miguel Cabrera doubles home Robbie Grossman in the first. And then in the bottom of the first, Cleveland ties it. And right there in the top of the second, Detroit goes ahead and and picks up another run to take the lead. And then later, Cleveland comes back and ties it. But in the top of the next inning, the Tigers take the lead again. And then they add to it. So the keys to me were the fact that they retook the lead. They didn't fall behind. When, When Cleveland came back to tie it, they cut it off right there. And they got the lead back, and then they added to the lead later on. And Daz, it, it helped that Daz Cameron made an amazing catch and started a 8-4-3 double play, which is not something that you see every day. But it's just one of those things. And it, it was also it's also a matter of the way that they did it in the bullpen, from the bullpen standpoint as well. So Michael Fulmer's been struggling. And everybody is aware of the fact that Michael Fulmer's been struggling over his last few games. To the point where, when the, with a two-run lead in the bottom of the seventh, A.J. Hinch didn't bring him in. Oh, no. He brings in Alex Lang. And Alex Lang pitches an inning and a third of absolutely brilliant baseball. And then Gregory Soto comes in and finishes it out and gets the save in the ninth. Now, it's not what you normally see, and we saw we saw Alex Fido go five and a third, give up two runs, and then we saw Andrew Chafin come in and pitch an inning and a third, and then Alex Lang come in and pitch an inning and a third, and then um, Gregory Soto take care of it from in the ninth. Which bodes well for the bullpen for tomorrow night because they only had to use the three the three relievers and, and that's that's a good thing, especially considering the, what they had to go through on Friday. And we'll get to that in a minute. And in all honesty, what they had to go through Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So the bullpen is a little bit better rested than it would have been in other circumstances. But like I said, the fact that 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 the Tigers retook the lead, 
right after Cleveland tied it. And then in the in the in the seventh, Javier Baez comes in and hits an absolute missile uh, for a home run to add on to that lead. It 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 spoke to me about what this team has available to it and what this team can be. This team can fight. This team can scrap and claw and do a lot of really good things. And this team can be tough. They're still 12 games under the 500 mark. It's going to be a long road back. Can they get to 500? It's possible. Can they finish the season above 500? It's still possible. Do they make the playoffs? No. But what this team showed me today could be the start of a turning point. I'm not going to say it is a turning point, but it could be the start of a turning point, and that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Now, we talked on Sunday of, or Monday of last week about the Michael Pineda injury. So Michael Pineda's out um, with a broken middle finger after getting hit by a line drive on on Saturday the twenty or the fourteenth, uh, and then of course on the fifteenth, Victor Reyes tears his right quad. He'd just come back after a left quad injury, so now he's now he's dealing with the other quad, and that 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 was just one of those things that it, look it absolutely sucks. It absolutely sucks. Austin Meadows is still dealing with the vertigo issues that he's been dealing with for the past couple of weeks, really for most of the month of May. So Daz Cameron comes up on Monday. Tuesday happens. It's an 8-1 absolute thrashing. Uh, Bo Brisky did not even... He just he didn't have it on Tuesday, and the bullpen went through it a little bit. Wednesday, Eduardo Rodriguez, who is arguably one of the more consistent starters for the Tigers this year, at least in eating some innings, comes out and doesn't even get through the first. Gives up three runs. Detroit loses that game six to one. Highlight of that game was an, an absolute frozen rope that um, Spencer Torkelson hit. For a, for a solo home run to give the Tigers their only run. And it actually, the Tigers were down 4 to nothing at that point. It brought them back to 4-1, to one, and then Tampa just put two more up on the board the next inning. And that ended that. But, Eduardo Rodriguez is on the 15-day disabled, uh, the 15-day injured list retroactive to May 19th. for a side injury and nobody knows exactly what it is. Nobody knows what the what the injury is going to be, like how how they've they've done tests. There's no tears or anything like that, but everything is inconclusive. So we're not sure how how we're not sure how painful, well not how painful, but how how limiting this injury is we're not sure just how uh 
tough this injury is going to be and how how problematic it's going to be for Eduardo Rodriguez. And then Friday happens. Tarek Skubal is going well. He's in the fifth inning. He's got two outs. He's been he struck out five Cleveland Guardians baseball players, which in and of itself is a is a is a tough task to to complete. He's scoreless with Aaron Savali, and he gets hit in the shin with a line drive that was going at a hundred and a hundred point four miles an hour. The ball bounces off of his shin, goes to Jonathan Scope, who throws out the runner, and they finish the inning, and Tarek Skuba limps off the field. Your best starting pitcher gets taken out by a, a, a batted ball. On top of this, Matt Manning had to leave his start early on Thursday because of dehydration. You would think, you would think that a major league pitcher would know enough about how to hydrate himself. And I thought that too for the longest time. And then I, I heard Justin Verlander talking, I want to say it was about 2008, 2009, about the fact that he had just started to figure out that he has to start drinking a lot of water about a week or so before his next start. If it's going to be in hot weather, because your body needs that much time to get itself prepared for dealing with, with that kind of heat and humidity. And this was, this was just before his start, one of his starts in Kansas city. And, uh, I want to say it was right before the All-Star game. Um, <clears throat> so, and I'll grant you, Matt Manning is from a, a, an athletic family. His dad, Rich, played in the NBA, but basketball is a different animal than, than baseball. And the way that you hydrate for basketball is different than the way that you would hydrate for baseball. And so... He was dealing with some dehydration issues, so he's going to have another start probably Tuesday. Just in time to rejoin the team in Detroit, probably as an as a starter on Sunday against Cleveland. Detroit has their next 14 games against Cleveland and Minnesota. So we thought Scoobal had really, really hurt himself. Apparently he does have a bone bruise, but he, um, according to everybody today, was saying that he feels fine. He's going to make his next start. He's going to actually start on Friday against Cleveland, um, which gives him an extra couple of days to, instead of his, his normal starting day, which would have been Wednesday, they pushed it back a day to Friday because that gives him a, a couple of extra days to, to let that bone bruise heal. So that's good news. Matt Manning is coming back hopefully on next week. That'll be good news. And then we don't know where things are going to be. I think in all honesty, you're going to see a rotation of Scoobal, Brisky, Fiedo, Manning. And then we don't know yet. 
Because Willie Peralta has said specifically that he doesn't want to be ramped up to be a starter only to be sent back to the bullpen. <clears throat> and I don't blame him. But the question then becomes, who do you call up? Do you do a bullpen day every five days? That that doesn't bode well for your bullpen. Do you do you wait and see how Eduardo Rodriguez is feeling? Maybe. Elvin Rodriguez is supposed to start tomorrow. So that should be interesting to see. He pitched pretty well out of the bullpen for the Tigers earlier this year, and he's been doing well in Toledo. You got Rodriguez and then Brisky on Tuesday. And then what was supposed to be Scooble start on Wednesday. We'll see where that goes. But again, who do you who do you if you do need to start somebody, who do you bring up? Drew Hutchison, he was a, a he was DFA'd and then elected to take free agency and then re-signed with the Tigers on a minor league deal. Which doesn't make any sense, but hey, that's what he did. You don't want to bring Chase Anderson up. He's been pitching well in the in Toledo, but he's not done very well in the big leagues for the last couple of years. So the bottom line is, is right now we just don't know who's going to take the ball for the Tigers after Tarek Skubal and Bo Brisky and Alex Fajardo. We just don't know. Matt Manning's come, hopefully coming back next week. Eduardo Rodriguez is only on the 15-day injured list, so we'll see how that works, but... And it's retroactive to May 19th. So he's already, you know, had three of those days taken up. So that's no not a big deal, but he's then got to go make a couple rehab starts in Toledo to make sure that everything is okay. So we just don't know where that where that help is going to come from. And the Tigers' depth is being tested. So it is what it is. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Tigers Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. That's Tigers Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. It is the longest email address known to man. I'm happy to be I'm 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 proud of that. You can also catch us on Twitter at Podcast Tigers. Thanks to Anchor for distributing the podcast. You can also catch this podcast on YouTube. And I would prefer that you get it on YouTube because then you can subscribe to the channel and our numbers on our, for subscriptions will go up and we can actually do a um, custom URL once we get to 100 subscribers. So, so do that. That would be good. So congratulations to Alex Fajardo on your first Major League win. 14 of the next, the next 14 games are against teams in your division. You have a chance to make some hay. And hopefully they do exactly what they're supposed to do there. We will see you next week. I'm not sure exactly when next week, whether it'll be next Sunday or next Monday, but we will see you next week. Until then, thanks for listening, everybody, and go Tigers.